0: Blog Talk Radio. <laughs>
1: Once again, once again, once again, you're tuned in live to your 15 minutes radio and beyond words with your hosts, Shanessa White and Darrell Douglas. How are you guys doing today? Good. Good. Okay. Are you guys sure? You know, we want, we want to check in. You know, this is radio, so that was a long, long pause.
0: So, Shanessa, uh, are you okay? <laughs> Um, you know, today was my first day. I'll readily admit that I woke up like in a full, full-blown panic. Like, what is going on? So, um, and I, I think I made it worse because then I started to consume the the news. Um, and yeah, it's it's been a trying day. It, it's been kind of trying, but I'm good. Okay. Uh, are you sure?
1: Are, are you sure you're good? Because one thing about this show we want to do is um, we want to check in with you guys, you and Darrell, because we know, and, and I follow both of you. Uh, Darrell, I am following you with seven L's on uh, Twitter now. So <laughs> just wanted you to know that, sir. Um, so I am following both of you, and I really um, am impressed with what you guys are doing on social media to bring people the truth. And if you find something that you've posted that, you know, people are saying, well, maybe that happened 20 years ago, which I have not seen, but one thing that I love about your post, you guys will make any corrections that are necessary. Mm -hmm. You know, some people Mm -hmm. will leave a post up there, even if someone says, hey, you know, this person has been, passed away for 30 years or something, you know, and people will leave up the post Mm -hmm. and it's like, no, just take it down. It's okay. You don't need any likes or followers (laughs) or whatever. So I I am thoroughly impressed with the information that you guys provide to people. But in that same capacity, you know, as Shanessa mentioned, you guys are consuming information in order to bring information So that can be a toll on you guys really sifting out and making Mm -hmm. sure, am I putting up the correct information? Am I passing along information that needs to be shared? So Mm -hmm. we always want to make sure that you both are doing well, as well as our audience, but definitely want to check in with you guys to really make sure, because we can talk to people all day. And they're like, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, Mm -hmm. and then we hear otherwise later. So I'm really hoping and praying that you both are well. You know,
0: it's And wild. I am. Go ahead, no, go ahead, Darrell. No, I I'm, gonna I'm say good. It. I just wanted to say I'm good, but it's it's been tough. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It's been it's been really tough the last few days. This last week has been tougher than the previous four. So I, mm-hmm. but I'm good. I'm not just gonna say I'm good. If I wasn't good, I would tell you, cause it, you're gonna hear it anyway.
1: Yeah.
2: You know how, like, one or two things, either good or bad, could totally shift the direction of your, like, thinking? It's like it just adds on to it. It's like one piece of Mm -hmm. bad news kind of spirals, and then you're like, I'm having a bad day, even the next day. And you don't know why. Mm -hmm. And when you asked that Mm -hmm. just now, and I was like, I'm actually doing good. I was trying to think, like, what is it? And then I thought about it. I got two pieces of really good, like, Potential news yesterday. Um, ben and Jerry's community engagement reached out, um, so I have a call with them on Friday. The ice cream company. Um, and mm-hmm. what else happened? Oh, and then I was checking our, um, our organization. We have like a Donately. It's kind of like a uh, like a GoFundMe. And like I had just mm-hmm. threw it up there like last week. And there was, like, some money in there, like $1,000. I was like, whoa. So that was – so yeah. I think I'm, like, on an upswing now. I'm on an upswing. And I had a good okay. nap today. So those three oh, okay. things <laughs> – <laughs>
1: I'm in, like, a really good mood. I'm, like, a friend Yes.
2: Yeah.
1: All of that sounds excellent, and I have to admit I was thinking a little selfishly when you said Ben and Jerry's. I'm thinking, oh, so there's ice cream coming. Okay,
0: good.
1: <laughs> that would be
0: excellent.
1: But you went down another path, but that's okay. That's okay. I'll just, you know, find it somewhere else, but that's honestly where my head went. But, you know, I, again, I'm glad that you guys are doing well Um That may not be how you feel about this president right now, but what we want to talk about tonight is accountability and the presidency. Now, we've talked about accountability before, but there have been some things over the past few days um, that are just, uh, I think we're all shaking our heads, um, waiting for the 535 Congress people to stand up and do something. But, you know,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. accountability comes along with being the president, whether it's 9-11, whether it's Katrina, or whether it's COVID-19, there is a response that is expected from someone that has been elected to represent the people, not just one person, not just one party, but the people, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. us as Americans, us as citizens. So give me some insight into uh, what should that accountability be in terms of when there is a crisis?
0: I want to for Darrell to that first.
2: Darrell? I'll, I'm going to go back to kind of what I was saying before when I say I have, like, clocked out of President Trump. Um, I think when I look to – when we talk about accountability – I really, and I don't know if I've used this analogy before, but it feels like I'm a, like an administrator at like a high school, and this is a student that has been suspended. He's pulled the fire alarm. He, There was some kind of testing scandal. He's always skipping. I don't want to deal with his parents. I'm tired of doing parent conferences. I've written him up. It's the, the second semester of his senior year. Just let him go. Like whatever he does, I don't even care anymore. I don't care. He's missing too many days. He didn't whatever. I'm pulling his teachers to the side. This is this is the fourth quarter. Everybody give him an eighty. We just got to get him out of here until no, until November and eventually January. But when it comes to accountability, it, it cannot be expected. I think I remember when you know he had this whole thing this past week. About Lysol, and you ever watch someone, either a comedian or someone that's given a speech, and it's clear they're not prepared. No one vetted this, and they start veering off, and it's like, ooh, you're you're. Hopefully, you know you either stop it and get back on track, or someone's gonna come in and, and stop the conversation. No, he just completely veered off track. and You have all of these people. You know that are around him. You know directors of these different organizations that our taxpayers pay for, and they have MD and PhD behind their name, and they just kind of have to stand there or sit there. The lady with the scarf—I don't know her name. Yes, I bet you do. The lady that always wears the scarves—I don't know if you've seen the, <laughs> the video. Where I, I don't. I don't her.
0: watch the, the Panic and Anxiety Hour, but Dr. Burke—I know who you're speaking of because I have seen. Clips of such things. <laughs> the look <laughs> on her
2: face—it's like she's so uncomfortable. She's br- she's blinking. Her eyes are but, and it's almost you could just imagine what she's thinking in her head, like how did I and we get here? But no, when it comes to mm-hmm. accountability, I have. When it comes to the the president, I've clocked out. Like he's demonstrated how low we can
1: go
0: hmm Yeah.
1: But is there anything that the president can say or do where people will hold him accountable? For example, with Dr. Burke, as he's kind of, like you said, going off script and saying these things about disinfectants and, you know, let's just zap them with this and all of these other things, at some point, where do you as a person Even if you can't do it at that moment because you're at the highest level, I understand that. We all have kind of been in a meeting and we're thinking stop line or whatever is going on at the meeting. But we are unable to express that in that manner at that time, okay? So at what point, because now we're not just dealing with little stuff. This is a pandemic. So at what point do you say to yourself, Okay. I understand that um I'm risking a lot of things uh but it's probably time for me to leave when I am a doctor and I'm standing here listening to someone say take disinfectant and know that somebody mm-hmm. in America is going to listen to this and take that advice.
2: I mean, I think it's the fact that in this particular case has this been earlier in his presidency I think it would have been something, but I think time and time again, we've seen where he's gaslighted the nation, where he's done something and then turned around and said, I didn't do it. And then when they showed it was video and a paper trail, he said, well, even if I did do it, it's not against the law. And then when lawyers said, well, it is against the law. then I mean, we've, we've constantly been down sort of this track, like with him when it comes to accountability. And I think over the past three years, there's been too many times that I've seen a tweet, a screenshot on Facebook or elsewhere Mm -hmm. and had to actually look Uh it up because I thought there was no way this could be true that the president would say this. And every time it's been true. So this has been his mode of operation. This has been his MO the Mm -hmm. entire time. I wouldn't be surprised if I turned off CNN alerts. I'm waiting on it. I'm waiting on him to fire Fauci. I'm waiting on him to fire Burke. I'm, I'm like any day now. He could do it today, you know. And it wouldn't even be a shock. Like I'm actually like, oh, he. You know, there there was a little bit of of talk a few weeks ago where like Dr. Fauci was. Actually going against some of what he said Not blatantly But just kind of correcting some of it And my first thought was Well his days are numbered I hope he's got some kind of You know pension or something Probably he's been there long enough
1: And he'll point. be fine Right?
2: <laughs> like that's where we are
0: Wow yeah, so I, I agree with you about, you know, accountability has been out the window for the last, um, you know, really for the last three years. We have roughly 230 days, I think, left in this presidency, 230 um, as in his final day, hopefully in January of <laughs> 2021, um, that we just have to, um, for lack of a better word, you got to wait it out. Um I'm just hoping that we'll be here when we when you know when this is over. I I was not so so we're clear, I was not concerned about um I would say sixty four I'm sorry, sixty seven percent of the US population who I know would not consider um ingesting, injecting bleach or applying harmful UV, UV, UV rays to their bodies, um I wasn't concerned. Um, I was surprised and shocked because he should be concerned. He said this because the 33% of people who support him, his base, they're the ones who are making all the calls to poison control and even considering making Clorox cocktails. So um, I wasn't really concerned about the core, like I knew the majority would not follow through, but, it says something about the leader of the free world in his mindset, his ability to lead, whether he's fit for office. When, in a matter of four hours, he has created a, an international panic among the manufacturers of disinfectants, where they're having to put out um, not just a press release, but make just multiple statements about how not to (laughs) do this, how Mm -hmm. to do not consider this under any circumstance, how they're having to employ poison control around the world, telling them to make sure that we're telling people not to do this. Just think about the amount of work, effort, and time wasted based on his thinking out loud or his riffing Uh, on an international stage, just think about the man hours there. Think about the people who did end up in the ER, because we will hear about it. There were some. Think about the doctors who had to deal with that nonsense. That's where we are.
2: Because it used to. So he's not
0: going to be held accountable. it,
2: it, It used to mean something when the White House said something, right? Like, Mm -hmm. You know, just over the past couple of days, there's been all of this talk about Kim Jong-un potentially being dead, right? And actually, I want to say it was Sunday, or maybe it was yesterday, where TMZ said that he was dead. The very first Mm -hmm. thing that I did was logged on to see who else is saying it. CBS said TMZ reports that he's dead. Mm -hmm. CBS didn't say he was dead. A.B. said, according to TMZ, right? So, and if that's all we got, mm-hmm. TMZ, eh, may not really be true, right? And it used to mean something when the White House said something, like yes. you knew it was vetted, you knew you could depend on it. But when you have the the president tweeting, and I mean, some of them go way out there at 1 and 2 in the morning. Some of them get deleted, but it still goes on the presidential, like on his official register because it's correspondence technically from him. Right. And I mean, Mm -hmm. this is just, this is kind of where we are, but when you talk about accountability, I remember when I was living in Seattle and this is a true story, I ended up in a situation where the same week that the WikiLeaks uh, stuff came out. I don't, I don't know if y'all remember that WikiLeaks released all these emails from the DNC, right? Mm -hmm. Whether they sent emails to people and the replies. So like you could literally go in, I I did a ton of searches, right? I did searches for Shibla Jackson Lee. I did searches for one of my friends who uh, was really trying to get a job with Hillary Clinton. And I, and I actually saw back and forth where, where like they kind of like blew him off basically. But I remember there was one particular part in there where they were talking about how to deal with Black Lives Matter. And I'm going to bring this back to accountability. Mm-hmm. So just bear with me. Okay. Um, they were talking about how to deal with Black Lives Matter in the different, you know, states. And it was basically like don't promise them anything, just meet with them, you know, know, you know, like put yourself in a position where, this could come back and bite you, just meet with them, don't promise anything, and basically just blow them off as well. And I thought to myself, I started going through the email chain, and I saw who was CC'd and who was in the mix, and there were a couple of people who looked like me, right, with chocolate faces. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, I couldn't have been in that chain and not said anything. I couldn't. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, that is your responsibility to stick that church finger up and say, um, no, right? Like let's, no, like that's your responsibility to say that. So I found myself, interestingly enough, working for a huge organization and being in the very same situation. And I will say it feels different Mm -hmm. because there I found myself in another city, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Where I knew if I held up that church finger Of course, I would point this thing out, but there would go my name, and I'd never be able to get a job in that industry again, (laughs) because I knew Mm -hmm. it I had been on the other end, right, when candidate one, two, and three, and number three has has an asterisk that's invisible there, because they pointed something out four years ago. So it does feel different. Mm -hmm. So to all those who are around this president, I mean... So many careers have already been been ruined. Who's going to take a job now with with this administration? You're going to think about the senators who had twenty and thirty years who gave up their spot for a cabinet position, and were ruined. So, and 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 while I agree with that.
1: that because I've been, I've been in similar positions. I also understand that 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 church finger that you you raise, you can also raise to walk out of the room because that's usually what you were doing when you raised. You were leaving a little early or or something (laughs) because, you know, whatever you had to do, you just raised. I don't know where that came from, actually. Um, But you raise your hand and you kind of, not your hand, but your finger up and you kind of put your head down a little bit and you walked out that at some point, like, mm-hmm. even if you don't say, I don't agree with what you're saying, you mm-hmm. are uh, capable enough to say, you know what, I have found other opportunities. Thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of this experience.
0: It, it Right.
1: And that goes along with being in that middle ground of I'm not telling you I don't like you because I already know that, mm-hmm. that this is how a blowback is going to come, but I'm also protecting myself and my inner circle. Right. But I don't see be- that being done in this place. And what, what, what I want to get to is accountability and the presidency, meaning what mm-hmm. happens after this is over, after he is not reelected, then what then what what measuring stick do we have what standard do we have because it's going to be very difficult to go back to the standards
0: prior to Trump yeah so how well, do we get so back to has, any standard it's a rebuilding. it's a rebuilding right you have it's the restoration of trust the restoration of normalcy um you know, I don't look at this current state that we're in as the new normal, this is the now. And I said that to someone last week because to be in a sustained space of having no human interaction, um, not being able to bury our loved ones, not being able to visit um, with our grandparents, this is not my new normal, it's the now. So what we're going to see is there has to be this restoration of the office It has to be, and it's going to take quite some time. Let's be very clear. We're talking possibly years. But as you start to see the normal things come back where you don't have a president who just lies every time he opens his mouth and who will gaslight us at the drop of a hat and says, no, I never said that, and you can go clip for clip. Um, There's not even just words there's video of you saying these things, yet he will say <laughs> he never said them. Um, right. You know, that kind of, that, that kind of thing is enraging. It, it's so, when I think about how much anxiety I, I've had during the Bush presidency, during the Clinton presidency, during the other Bush presidency, during the Obama administration, this, the level of anxiety and uncertainty that I have mm-hmm. felt over the last three years and right now has never, has never been this high, ever. And we went through a terrorist attack. We, we've gone through yeah. almost other pandemics. We've gone through hundreds of school shootings, yet I've never, ever been where we are, where we are right now. So when I think about what's, what it's going to take, it's going to be that level of consistency of seeing um, the restoration of normalcy, of seeing that we care about the environment, that we care about science, that we care about poor people, that we care about people. In in because right now this administration does not care. At the end of the day, they are doing just enough that they think will win them re-election. That's what they're doing, because. Again, if, if, he, if they weren't thinking purely about what's going to happen in November, they wouldn't be forcing businesses to open without actual plans. They wouldn't be telling states that they're on their own for testing. They would not be snubbing the international vaccination and treatment efforts by declining to participate in the WHO's um, vaccination and treatments that the entire global community – even the smallest, the most ridiculously tiring, like whatever you want to call it, the, even Cuba, even, even Chile, even Iraq, Iran, all these countries are participating on, on a global level to try to eradicate this virus. And here we are sitting at home like a petulant trial with our toys, behaving as if, you know what, you're not going to play my game. I'm just going to take my toys and go home. Meanwhile, we've got the mm. highest death toll and the highest infection rate. This is where we are. I, I would say
2: I think America and the presidency has had its in-run moment. I think
1: mm.
2: we've always looked at the stars and stripes. You know, this nation, this shining city on a hill, the, the, we call our president the leader of the free world. I'm not sure how, like, Germany and the U.K. and other countries feel about that. That's kind of forward to say that your leader is the leader of the free world, okay? Uh, so we've, exactly. we've always done this. We've had this reverence for America, and just like with the Wizard of Oz, just like with Enron, really, I think that's a good example of it, we peek behind the veil, and checks and balances no longer exist. It's party over anything else, and it's been demonstrated. You know, so, <laughs> I'm one of those weird people that go down the YouTube rabbit holes. I have this infatuation mm-hmm. with watching the news as it happened. So, like, back with, during the Nixon um, investigation and the, the trials that, that – that followed and deep throat and this this whole uh, conundrum that happened, I would go. I would like go on YouTube and watch the way it was reported then, because you can actually mm-hmm. watch it. They show the yes. old commercials mm-hmm. and everything. And mm-hmm. what's shocking is the day before, up until the day before Nixon was going to resign. They thought he was Teflon Don, kind of like the Teflon Don we have, and it didn't look that way. And then finally, on like the day before, they said that, you know, now this, there were senators who were basically saying they called him and said, I can't stand with this. I can't stand with you on this. And they oh. were telling him that he should resign before making mm-hmm. them vote the way they were going to have mm-hmm. to vote. And I think that doesn't exist today. Because today what we have is that, like, like the hand has been shown, right? We're playing poker or we're playing dominoes. We Like, we can see the hand, right? There's no double six, double five. There's nothing there. We're playing spades. We don't have any suits or any spades, right? And I think that's mm-hmm. where we are. The whole system is all about your congressperson being reelected. It's about your senator being reelected. It's about not pushing mm-hmm. the wrong buttons, not pissing off the wrong people, so that they can keep, you know, whatever advantages they have at the moment. And I think when we talk about accountability, it's gonna to have to go back to us, right? Because we're yeah. choosing these people. We are, in effect, electing our leaders. And it doesn't matter if your congressman gives you lollipops every Valentine's Day and, has a, and and comes to your aunt's retirement party. If he's not building power and if he's not an effective legislator that can pass laws and that can move the dial, right, he should not be there. Same thing for your mm-hmm. senator because they're essentially complicit. Because there are a lot of people who are rated very low on the totem pole, right, that we keep mm-hmm, sending mm-hmm. to Washington and to Austin. You know I'm tell you how they're low on the totem pole? Look at what committee assignments they get. Look at what laws mm-hmm. they actually pass, right? Mm-hmm. And when you look at that, it all makes sense. Because we yeah. think we're sending a, a, a quarterback, Washington. When in all reality, we're sending the water boy. They don't even get to film the girls and women they take a selfie. They take a selfie to prove that they were on the field. But
0: here's the, we can we can blame the people, but here's where we are, though. Okay, it's not like right now. If I could go fire every person in Congress, I would. Like if if, if I could call them into my office and say, "Hey, here's your." Performance Improvement Plan. You're on a PIP. Here's 90 days for you to get your act together. Out of here. Technically, we're there right now because it's about 200. uh, No, I'm sorry, 175 days, I believe, before this November election. So right now, I think they're all on a six-month PIP. They're on a PIP with me anyway because they're not doing anything to hold them accountable. But for us to sit here and say you know what, we, we keep electing the wrong people, maybe we are, but maybe the system keeps doing the wrong thing mm-hmm. for the people. Yeah. And that's not, yeah. it's not about, you think about who, who's actually going into Congress and who's assimilating and who's shaking it up. Think about that aspect. When I say shaking it up, I'm not talking about just being a vocal idiot, um, like the young woman from Minnesota, which I can't think of her name right now. Rashida she, she, Um, No, no, no. That's the young woman from Michigan. So she's in that boat as well, where they've got a lot of talking. They've done a lot of talking and not enough doing. Okay? Omar. Where are the? Yes, that's the young woman. Um, She needs not only a press person, she really needs to understand what her role is, and she doesn't. Um, Just making controversial statements that are, whether they're anti-American or anti-whatever, really anti-government, whatever it is, I really don't care, but you're there to, you know, really represent the interests of your constituents. And maybe they all don't realize that, and maybe there are those that just assimilate, and there are those who decide I am going to make a change. Now we could we could go down that 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 hole all day long, but the reality is we have two parts of our government that's controlled by one party, and you have another mm-hmm. third that is not. And this is the card that we are dealt where it's two to one, and it makes it very difficult to navigate the situation that you're in when it's two to one. Just like today, Senate, the Senate said they're coming back to work on Monday. The House has said we ain't coming back to work on Monday. So when you think about that, you have a government mm. who can't seem to find their their way to um, to working across the aisle to make people feel comfortable. Guess what? If my if my house representative is not going back to work on Monday, you think I'm about to step outdoors and risk my life? <laughs> <our kitchen>. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. someone no told me the governor the governor of Atlanta of um I'm sorry of Georgia said the the governor's mansion is not open for tours. Why not? You open everything else up from a bowling alley to a mm-hmm. nail salon, but oh, the place that you spend time and where you reside. Oh wait. No, that's not open. No, no, where. Open that door. Yeah, we we want to walk through the mansion.
2: Let us in the mansion. We're having a cookout. <laughs> Thank bring you. Out the pit. Bring out the <laughs> pit. <laughs> we're out, having bring a process. Bring out the White ball. House
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bring it all.
2: Oh, again. Yeah. Me and my uncle, we <laughs> oh we're coming. bringing word. a brisket. I told exactly. people
0: you rush. People are rushing to this whole thing. We're going to open it up. We're going to open it up. Okay, you can open it up because guess what? Those of us who can, and I'm fortunate and I'm blessed that I don't have to thank God, those of us who can wait it out, I'm going to wait it out. I'm going to wait to see what happens. So, again, we have to be in a position where, okay, we're 170 days, whatever it is, I'm going to have the right days for y'all next week. When this (laughs) election occurs, we need to be on the same page that we want. We want a government that works. For the people, not a government who decides when they're going to work in, on our behalf and whether or not they they are concerned with our best interest. Because right now, I could count on one hand how many are concerned with our best interest, and that's going to be the medical professionals and the scientists that are in the room. I'm taking away from party versus party. I believe no, that's where the,
1: the the catch shows up right there because both of your perspectives I'm listening to, right, and what seems to happen is you have which came first, the chicken or the egg situation mm-hmm. because
2: mm-hmm.
1: here we are and we look at other people and we say, okay, we do know all of this is a game, right? We all are aware, mm-hmm. whether it's politics at work or whether it's politics in the real world, there's a game being played, mm-hmm. and everybody's yep. trying to position themselves so that they can uh, move up, write a book, uh, be financial, <laughs> you know, financially secure. Everybody's trying to position themselves on on this mm-hmm. in this situation, wherever you are. So
0: mm-hmm. many
1: will say, you know, I don't like politicians, I hate politics, and I don't like this and I don't like that, and then we go into the booth. And and instead of a, a nonpartisan, independent way, and mm-hmm. say, you know, John Doe, yeah, I like the way he thinks He he's, you know, proactive, he's going to do something, I'm going to vote for him. John Doe, not John Doe the mm-hmm. Republican, not John Doe the Democrat, in, Independent, Green Party, whatever we want to make up, okay? So John mm-hmm. Doe is good for me. All right, and then there's mm-hmm. Jane. Mm, Nope, no, Jane is not doing anything. I'm not choosing her, regardless of what party that I'm normally affiliated with. So when we start, as Mm -hmm. you guys said earlier, when we start putting party over people, we end up in situations like this. And I mean we as in all of us, not just whether Mm -hmm. it's Republican, Democrat, whether Mm -hmm. you're the president or whomever. We start saying, Well, I'm a Democrat, I'm an independent, I'm a Republican, and I'm voting straight ticket. Okay. Now, which ticket in the last 10 years has helped you the most? I can honestly say there hasn't been a ticket where I can point to. And let me give you a quick example because some people, and I saw this on uh, Twitter, uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately, people have this concept that when President Obama became president, that we all got a free phone, we all got a raise somehow, that we all got all of these things. I didn't receive mine. Maybe you guys received your benefit of him being the president as far as, you know, all African-American people got this and this and this. I didn't get anything. So for those of you who are listening Mm -hmm. who believe that all African-Americans got all of this free stuff, we did not. So mm-hmm. that is my whole point—that we are we we vote along these party lines instead of saying, "Let me do some critical thinking
2: exactly. and determine what's mm-hmm. best exactly. for
1: the country exactly. outside of ourselves," because we can all keep saying "me me me," and now we're in this COVID nineteen, where exactly. now mm-hmm. people are saying it's not us, it's them. Exactly, so we're going to open your sure. business, so, and we're going to require you to come back.
0: All, but here's what I, I can say to you, though. I can point to presidencies and tell you when I thrived and when I did not. I bought my first house when, I was, when it was the Clinton administration. I was making the most money I was ever making in my life during the Obama administration. I saw my family send more kids to college during the Obama and the Clinton administration. And right now, we're kind of struggling doing this Trump one here. So, I, I I get what you're saying about not voting straight party tickets. I lived in Arkansas, and I can tell you, living in a red state, you start to look at at the Grand Old Party because if they are in control, who's going to work best in my in who's going to work the most in my best interest? So yeah, I do vote based on what their actual messages are and what they tend to want to stand for. But Mm -hmm. to purposely say that you can't look – I would say that I think Hispanic communities, African-American, and Asian communities have done significantly better under Democratic leadership. I have not seen that in the last few years. I would
2: argue – I would argue, and just specifically looking at the past three years, right, so I think there are are a whole Mm -hmm. lot of people – I see it on Facebook all the time that, and I put this up the other day. I said, some of y'all didn't see anything wrong with the government until January, 2017. Like when we were marching in the streets for this, that, or that, right. Or pushing, mm-hmm. for this or this, and catching, but all of a sudden, for some reason, this Trump thing is really pushing that button. And I'm like, wow. So now you see what it feels like. um, I will mm-hmm. say over the past three years, there are two separate examples that really stand out. The first of them was the First Step Act, okay? This was Trump and Kanye's, uh, like, criminal justice reform, okay? The way it was written, okay, and supported bipartisan, right, by partisan support was the most, Movement in criminal justice reform federally, ever even more than Obama doing the release for the 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 drug offenses that he did right the first time drug offenses and and the ones that had to do with the crack versus cocaine like all of that that mm-hmm. sweeping um, release that happened. Yet I remember my member of Congress being against it, and so many other people mm-hmm. on Facebook saying, "Oh, this is." And and so I called my congresswoman's office, and long story short, they really couldn't give me a reason why she was against it. Um, Other folks on Facebook that were against it said it didn't do enough. And I'm like, wait a minute, compared to what, right? So it seemed like they were against it specifically just because it was a Republican-led thing. That's number one. Number two, and I'm about to step on some toes here, but let's call a spade a spade, okay? At the beginning, if you remember with the caravans that were coming uh, from South America, from Guatemala, from um, Honduras, okay? If you remember in January, right, of that year, I want to say it was last year, in January of last year, there was a bill. To put billions of dollars into expanding, okay, the housing and the retention uh, that existed because we knew we we're already at capacity. We're not going to be able to do much more, right? And if you look bill, that's exactly what it was going to do. Yet, so many voted against it because they said we're, you know we don't want to put any more money into ice or any more money into border patrol or anything. And it's like, so what do you want? Right. You can't protest them, putting them under the, the, the bridge because there's nowhere to house them and then protest the bill that would actually build facilities for them to be detained. You can't do both. It's one or the other. Right. And so I think that's two examples. Right. And then when you talk about specifically in the state of Texas, Rick Perry was probably better, and and George Bush were better on justice reform. When you talk about criminal justice reform, those two people, and when you really look at it, and not stuff that they just signed into law, but stuff that they spearheaded, okay, way more. But that doesn't get talked about in our community, right? All we see Mm -hmm. is Bush bad, Perry bad, but it's like, why? Why? Right, and and if you can, we we could do a whole
0: show on why those two are bad, but (laughs) I want to do two things. I just to a little bit. The first step act, um, is a federal act, it it applies to federal inmates, it does not apply at a state level, nor is it a framework for states to adopt. So that's the failing of the first step because many people who are in our communities that are impacted and affected, they are incarcerated on a state level in a state prison for similar charges that are now making similar charges on a federal level that make federal employees now eligible for release. So I do think that um, I'm I'm always going to be for criminal justice reform because the system isn't perfect. So any – any movement works, but here's where what we gave up for to get that act, quite frankly, what you're going to see and the things that will take decades to undo is the appointment of the same type of judges who created this this group or community of inmates that were taken from our communities, the same people who mm-hmm. enacted those harsh sentencing That's where the GOP is stacking the deck against all of us right now. See, it doesn't really matter to me personally because I don't see in my lifetime that I will be in front of a judge for a criminal act.
2: Never never. think
0: about our community as a whole, but when I think about our community as a whole and how currently a 36 year old gentleman who has less has. Less than six months as a judge has now been nominated to the second highest circuit court in the state of New York. My head explodes because I know yes. when that person is is actually given that role when he is confirmed, he's thirty six. He could be there till he's ninety six. Mm-hmm. But so, see
1: this. Yeah, but my my point far, is these are I'm the conversation gonna... stones. These are the conversations that These I, I feel like need to be had, I agree. though, because then you can look at both sides and say, okay, I, I can see it. You know, I can see your point and I can see Darrell's point. You know what I'm saying? But if you sure. If sure. We stay stuck, and I don't mean just us as African Americans. I mean people in general, if we stay stuck on a red and blue, this is what we get because some of that red is out yeah. of racism. Some of that blue yep. is out of racism, or it can be just out of red or blue, out of just I don't feel like thinking. I don't want to cr- do any critical thinking. I just want to press the button. I mean, there are all, so many other different factors that go into this, but it's having mm-hmm. that conversation and knowing, because you two have certainly educated me on the first step. You know, all of this information for me is food for thought. To say, hmm, okay, well, let me take a closer look at this before I press the button. Let me take a closer look. Yeah. Let me go and and print out, you know, the ballot, so I can do, you know, some research on this, 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 and this because this is more important to me. Okay, if it's based on what's most important to you, that's fine. But at least let's mm-hmm. have these conversations so that people can hold a president accountable instead of he can potentially and Darrell and I have said this before you know he can potentially be be president again you know I, think I, going I to be I, re-elected. To remember I a, think
0: he's going to be re-elected. In, in
1: November I, I, so
0: yeah I, think going to yeah I think it's going to happen I think it's going to happen like I think what you're going to see is there's going to be a lot more people remembering than 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 we think it is right now because um now when covid is finally hitting the rural areas and the higher populated it's no longer just, you know, having an urban, urban epicenter, you're going to see quite a few things that will change. One of the things that's most critical as COVID moves into rural communities, the communities who have the least amount of health care available, we like mm-hmm. to say that it's us in urban areas. But I'm going to tell you it's not. It's rural areas. It's rural area. so, guess what? Also got a double whammy when our president decided that he was going to revoke visas, work visas, and other type of immigration because guess what? The influx of doctors who were willing to practice in rural communities were coming to us through immigration who are no longer there. Mm. So when you already have a health care system that is failing and now you bring in a pandemic, people will remember. We like to say, you know what they won't remember? They won't remember that 34,000 of the current 53,000 that are dead are people of color. They, don't, they won't even care about that. But when Meemaw and pa, and Big Dad start dying, yeah, it's going to happen.
2: Here's how I see. here's the way I think it's really going to end up pulling in Trump's direction. Even, like, all of that taken out of it, a lot of states, including Florida, and we know about Florida, right, are moving to go ahead and say, hey, we're just going to do vote by mail for November. On the surface, mm. this sounds very good because it's like, oh, great. We won't have to be in lines. We won't have what happened just a couple of weeks ago. Great. Now let's think about this. What are the extra hoops mm. you have to jump through in order to apply? And get your ballot by mail And who among us Are less likely To jump through extra hoops Or to know that the hoops Exist Right. Mm So when you're talking about Lower socioeconomic Communities where we're just trying to get Some beans and rice Chicken and milk in the refrigerator Who's going to take That extra time to do those Things and I think As with everything else those who are at the at the end of the block that way are the ones who are gonna suffer and I think that actually plays in Trump's favor. I think, you know, Mm -hmm. it's gonna be really it's gonna be a really uphill battle and then not that money decides elections because, you know, Trump was outspent (laughs) six to one by Clinton in two thousand sixteen. But if you saw the Mm -hmm. recent numbers Biden Only raised 32 million dollars In March and 18 million Of it came from Bloomberg
0: Okay that means you only remember, well, 14 who, uh, million dollars raising money, But think about it this way No one no fundraisers are working Currently In, well, in the political President state. Trump raised over 100 million dollars
1: in
2: the same period, okay. and, I, and he's going to he's to going you. to
1: continue to raise that. But sure. but okay. Sure. Before we get sure. into this, because I think we're going I, somewhere I, with this. The,
0: <laughs> all so, the So, there's
1: three
0: it, things that there's three things though. Before you go there, there's three things that tell me that this, uh-huh. this election can have a different outcome. First of all, Wisconsin, okay. Wisconsin. They made them vote, if you recall, in the middle of this pandemic, and the Republicans lost big. Mm -hmm. In Wisconsin before, the margins of parties who were were getting into office in the last seven elections there has been less than 30,000 votes have decided who is going to win that election. This time, the Dems showed up. 124,000 votes was the deciding. There was no room for a recall or a recount. The second thing I will say is Michigan has Democratic leadership, and Michigan has had a shift in policies that makes it a toss-up state. And the third thing I'll say is Florida can be Florida can be Florida. But if you look (laughs) at the states that he won, he could win Florida hands down. It would not matter because the states that are going to decide it are the states that I just mentioned to you? Those states that have had those seismic shifts. No matter how much money you're spending, if people are made their mind up that this is a change that they want, they will get that change. And you can ask ask the Obama campaign. They weren't out spending Romney three to one. He had all he had a huge war chest. He still lost. He still lost.
2: I, I, I will say, and even when it when it taking bringing it back to accountability. If you look at <laughs> any time that Americans have gone to the ballot box, more than, more than likely they usually go for the more charismatic of characters. It's sad, but mm-hmm. true. Like, yeah. let's look at trends that are happening in America. Is the History Channel showing history, or are they showing pawn wars and storage wars, right? Like, this is the direction <laughs> that our electorate, sadly... Sadly, National Geographic, not much geographic about it, right? Like, this is the direction that we're going. So if you look at, yeah. I mean, if we take it back to Clinton versus Bush, young, charismatic, the boy governor versus Bush, right? They chose Clinton. Same thing the next year when Clinton ran against Dole, right? So then after that, you have Gore, uh, who actually won the popular vote, But versus Bush, the good down-home guy you want to have a beer with, right? I'm sorry, I don't want a beer with Biden. I really want him to win, but I think, personally, he's got to stick it up. And I think accountability-wise, since we're talking about accountability, what is he doing to demonstrate any different ideas? We can't just vote. The Democrats are not going to win if the slogan is, we're not Trump, because that's not. I
0: agree with that. And I would invite you to go check out the DNC as well as the Biden <laughs> w- online stuff That they would take to prevent. <laughs> well, pandemic, well, here's and the They thing. have enlisted scientists to help them do that. But the parting thing I will say is, I would invite everyone not to vote along party lines, but to vote with those individuals who are most like who their ideas, morals, and standards fit yours. And the New York Times, yes. as well as Rock the Vote and Real Care Politics, they often produce these um, surveys that you can take. And you can say what you're aligned with, if you're a pro-choice, if you're this, if you're that. And it will tell you in your state who are the best, who are the politicians that align mostly with your thinking and what you want to see in all so all
1: in all, we're talking about accountability and the presidency, and what both of you are saying basically is, the only way a president, any president, is going to be held accountable is by the people.:
2: Yes, yeah. it, it, yeah. it's
1: really as simple as that. Um, at, at the ballot, in the ballot box, that's how they're going to be held accountable. It's not a mystery, it's not a secret or anything like that. So we have to be aware that it is up to all of us, whether you enjoy this, President, whether you enjoy the show and uh, the lighting and, you know, the quips and the um, medical advice and all of that, or whether you're saying, look, let's get back to business of governing the United States of America so we can be great again because I think we're not as great as we once were. And And some people can say we were we have never been great, so we we have to certainly look at what does the future hold not just for your kids, but for future generations, and is this how you want to be led? And if so, then that's fine. You go to the ballot box and you vote for uh, the current person who is in office. But it's going to take all of us to do some critical thinking. And not, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to vote straight ticket. That's not enough. Biden may not be enough for four years. He may not be, you know, or that will be enough, only four years, if we have to do that. So we, we just have to take on that accountability. And one thing that's happening, and we're going to end this on a great note, because, of course, we're always going beyond words. Uh, one great thing that is happening is that Durrell has a program to go beyond words, and it's about accountability as well as it relates to COVID-19. Darrell, can you give us some insight into that program?
2: Yes. So here in Houston, there's what we're calling the COVID, I don't know if we're going to call it the COVID Angels or the COVID Outreach Team. But so basically what it is, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people don't, have access to the internet, or maybe Mm -hmm. they do have access to the internet, but they don't have transportation to make it to, you have a lot of senior citizens who are used to picking up the phone and talking to someone. So we're building a helpline that's going to be a a catch-all for people to be able to call if you need a face mask, if you're a senior citizen who needs two gallons of milk, uh, if you have needs that can be met, that can be met with volunteers who will be you know volunteering two shifts per day, to make some of this stuff happen. Um, that's what we're building, and so it's a helpline that's gonna uh, basically allow folks to volunteer. You can you'll be able to volunteer for four hours a day and answer inbound calls. Uh, so far, we've had a really good showing of volunteers, and we're. We're planning on on launching this, uh, the, the first iteration of it, on May 1st, and we plan to be fully in operation in the middle of May. So that's Ooh, nice. what we're doing. Yeah, that's what we're doing um, here in Houston. Awesome. And have you got Is a
0: website in- for that? Is there a website, or how do we get to this um, service?
2: So the, the website isn't up yet. We're actually going to mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's gonna be a GPS enabled website so that when when Miss Jane Smith calls at three 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 any street, she'll be mm-hmm. plotted on a map. So we're actually gonna cut turf similar to, to the way that we do when it's political season and you grab these mm-hmm. people from this from this, you know, certain area and it's like okay, volunteer number one, you're doing mm-hmm. this. On Saturday. And so mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the backroom work or the background work is being done now. Um, you know, like, how do you build a virtual helpline? Like, who can mm-hmm. do that? And so we found Grasshopper. Grasshopper is going to be our operator there. And so the past couple of weeks, uh, it's myself and the rest of the Houston Justice team. Um, we've been on calls and, you know, really trying to figure mm-hmm. out. Okay, but here's the idea, how do we plug it in and how do we make it work mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. you know we we really want to be a resource because a lot of times you know people may not know who to call to apply sure. for the unemployment and for, you know unemployment benefits or sure. they they may not you know they're te- they they go across town to this food drive if all they're gonna have is apples and oranges. I think I told you all about the one that I rolled through. I just wanted to see what they had next to Ralston's on Southmore, and they were giving out apples and oranges, which is better than nothing, but that's not enough to make a meal. And so, you know, really, you know, there's a team of people, three or four people that that's all they're going to do every day is call each of the food drives to make sure that they're open and see if they need Mm -hmm. anything. Do they need people today? So we really, we really want to be an asset. And so, I'm excited to see uh, this thing roll out.
1: So what do I people am need too. to do in order I'm to get
2: involved? Excited. You say what now?
1: What do people need to do in order to get involved? Where can they go to just Absolutely. connect with you guys?
2: You can go to HoustonJustice.org, or you can send me an email personally at douglas at org. There are two... Um, Zoom trainings that are happening today. So, Tina, who's leading uh, the research team, I think they're meeting tomorrow at four. And there's another meeting that's at five for some of the tech people. Because you'd be surprised when it comes to stuff like this, like how much behind the scenes is really taken to to mm-hmm. to get it rolling. And so, mm-hmm. we really want to be a resource. And I I can't wait till we get to the point where we're rolling and able to go ahead and take more volunteers because I think this is going to be sort of the missing link. A lot of people uh, depend on public transportation. A lot of people don't Mm -hmm. have the Internet at home. A lot of people don't know Mm -hmm. how to download an app and do a thing and PDF and
1: Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Photoshop and all of the rest of that stuff. Right. But is there a way that yeah. they can donate? What how can they donate? Yes. You mentioned something about a yes. donation page.
2: So on the Houston Justice page, if you go to I think it says I think it says get involved. If you click there, there's a donate button on that okay. page and it'll take you to uh the secure donate link and um mm-hmm. yeah. Because it's 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 going to cost the 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 site is going to cost. The virtual phone tree is going to cost. Everything has a cost. I mean, it would have been great. Sure. Um, I, you know, I actually reached out to one of the political parties and I said, hey, here's what we want I know you guys have the software because I, it's called BAN, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Voter Action Network. And I said, here's the way it would work right we would just add these people blah 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 uh can you give us access to your to your software just just you know just for a little bit for 3 months just for us to get rolling and show that it's a value <laughs> add and be able to raise the money and i haven't got a call back um from And them, that's okay. Even though...
1: That's okay. <laughs> so and what, and, and i say that's I would... okay because because here, here's the thing you guys and and again i said this in the beginning uh, you and Shinesa are doing things that, you know, some people can use excuses for not doing. You know, you guys are really in engaging the community. You're educating the community. You're doing it in your own ways, but in, in, in the same way, you know. So if you don't hear back, of course, I know you're going to continue on anyway, So that's my Mm -hmm. thing. It's like as long as somebody is doing it, as long as you've raised your hand and said, you know what, we're going to go for it anyway. If that happens, great. If not, we're going to continue on. Mm -hmm. So people now have an opportunity to donate as well as volunteer. And Channessa, go ahead.
0: Yeah, so what I was trying to say to Rose, yes, I would love if you could share this information so that I can share it with my my groups that follow me as well as my team. Yeah, I do have some connections within some of the, um, I would say, Silicon Valley world that definitely would um, be interested in helping um, shore up your awesome. infrastructure needs. So let's definitely take that offline, but let's, let's um, have that conversation because there are some opportunities out there that some of these tech companies are looking for ways to get involved mm-hmm. in community g- giving. So let's that do that. That sounds awesome. Awesome. Well,
1: that has been beyond words. We've provided more than words in terms of accountability and the president and COVID-19, and we all know in summary that it's up to us. It's up to all of us, red, blue, black, green, purple, yellow, orange. I don't care what Crayola you have, but as long as we're all involved and we are making sure that we're holding those who are representing us because, remember, they are representing all of us, and they're representing us in a way for generations. So let, let's let do better. Let's make sure that we're holding those public officials um, accountable for what's happening right now. Well, thank yeah. you, uh, Darrell and Chanesa. Do you guys have any last words, or are you good,
0: or, you know, just to remind everyone not to take any medical advice from um the president. <laughs> okay,
2: um just you know be sure to get a nap. You know, if if things are stacking up, <laughs> take a nap, you'll be surprised how good you'll feel.
1: Okay, well we will make sure we don't take any medical advice from a non doctor. And we will make sure that we get plenty of rest. And we're still yeah. going to be looking for that Ben and Jerry's ice cream. I have not forgotten. So, <laughs> you guys have a wonderful evening. And thank you so much for joining us on Beyond Words with your hosts, Shanessa White and Darrell Douglas. Have a good night.
0: Interested in advertising?
1: Advertise today on the number one online radio network for entrepreneurs, Your 15 Minutes Radio Network. Contact us at advertise at your15minutesradio.com.